Welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast. My name is Jessica Shembury. As an empowerment coach, mentor, and speaker, I'm dedicated to helping people learn how to live authentically in alignment with their values. I truly believe that everyone is capable of greatness. If you are looking for an honest and refreshingly down-to-earth podcast that can help you become the best version of yourself, you have come to the right place. Think of this podcast as your go-to weekly dose of mindset development. Get ready to feel empowered because the tools and strategies I'm sharing will absolutely change the way you think. Please visit theabundancehub.com to read more about my offerings and subscribe to receive a free gift straight to your inbox. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Hey guys, welcome to the Abundance Hub podcast, episode number 40, which is titled, I'm disappointed in myself. I am going to jump straight into it today. I am skipping the review reading for one day. (laughs) I wonder if you could just hear that lovely birdie that has come to join me. I live right near a lot of wildlife now, so we have all sorts of fun noises that might join us throughout this podcast. I do have to point out though, because I know if you've been listening for the last few weeks, I've had a little bit of ups and downs in terms of my recordings because I was using a new system and I'm in a new house. And so there were a few things that were going on. I'm back now using my previous system and I'm hoping that the quality of the recording is going to be more amazing for you guys because I know how annoying it is to listen to something and not feel as though it's easy to listen to. And I listened to the last couple of mine and I was like, I felt like the content was really good, but the recordings weren't so great. So in the effort to improve all the time, here we are back with the old system, hoping it's going to be absolutely fab for you guys. So this week's episode, I I might rant, I might rave, I might get on the soapbox, I might go on a tangent, but I'm doing this episode with a lot of love and with, and I want this episode to be something really soulful for you guys. And it all kind of started with my daughter actually. So we have set her a little bit of a challenge. She is a nail biter. And um, I was actually a pretty... I was, I was a pretty bad nail biter for a lot of my life. And it's funny because your children really do tend to show up and reflect things in you that you maybe don't like. And it's something that frustrates me a lot. It's something that I have a really hard time with because when I watch her nail bite, I just think, oh my gosh, she looks so unconfident and she kind of hunches over and it looks a bit shy and I realized that this is all the stuff that I was when I was younger for a long time. Not to mention that I have awful nail beds. I've really, I feel like I've really done myself a detriment having that habit because now I always have some sort of like tip on my nails because I still have this habit of putting my fingers in my mouth, which looks awful, especially as a 35 year old woman, right? So I had been kind of harping on to Scarlett about it and saying, look, you've really got to stop this habit. And I've offered her money. I was like, I'll give you $50 when you, when you have 10 nails and all sorts of things. I think, I don't know if I got offered 50. I was like, 
for sure she'll take that on board. Anyway, then I got really mean and I was like, you're not having a birthday party if you haven't, you know, grown your nails. But over time, lots and lots of months of, you know, persistence really, she got to that point where she had had realized and we were helping each other because what I do is I actually listen to podcasts and listen to audibles and things like that in the car when I'm driving them to and from kindy and school every day. And when I'm thinking about things and concentrating, I tend to bite my cuticles a bit and it's become a bad habit that I've got. So I had said to Scarlett, you know, can you please keep me accountable as well? And let's remind each other and say, oh, mummy, you're doing that again. Or at first we had like code words. It was like pineapple. And then it was, um, what was she saying? I can't remember, but there was code words, um, that we would just use when we, when we wanted to remind each other. But to be honest, after a while, it actually got so annoying because she just kept yelling at me, pineapple, pineapple. And I was like, I know. And it was, it was really, it was tough because we were both kind of getting disappointed in ourselves. Right. Anyway, she finally kind of realized on her own and my daughter, for anyone who doesn't know is seven, she's nearly eight. Um, she, she kind of realized on her own that something needed to change here and she wanted to have long nails and she did a color run at school and she got to pick her prize and she picked a nail decorating kit, which I thought was just hilarious. Internally, I'm like, it's great, but you won't be able to do anything because your nails are so small that like they're bitten to the bone. So I just thought it was quite ironic. Um, anyway, last week she got to the point where her nails had grown absolutely beautifully. It was so, they were looking gorgeous and I was so proud of her and I was giving her positive reinforcement. And I must say, I'm not always great at positive reinforcement. I can be a pretty hard taskmaster. I'm pretty good with it with my kids, but my hubby will tell you I'm good at giving him a hard time. (laughs) Um, I really have to be active and really mindful around positive reinforcement in my home to other people and words of affirmation and giving people what they desire and what they need in order to feel loved. And so I had done that and I had said, oh, wow, Scarlett, I'm so proud of you. It's so great that you've done this and look how beautiful they look. And and then yesterday she calls up, my hubby's gone and picked her up from school and she calls up and I can hear the tears and I said, what's going on, honey? And she said, I'm disappointed in myself. Oh, and it honestly, it broke my little, it broke my heart to see her little heart broken because she'd bitten off a lot of her nails, um, at least one whole hand worth. And immediately I was like, mm, I'm so, I was, so, I was, I was really annoyed. And, um, obviously I didn't let her, her sense that I just thought, you know what, I really need to I need to be the positive influence here and I really need to be really mindful of how I approach this because as adults, we grow up, a lot of us being in a constant state of disappointment with ourselves. You know, um, there's, there's kind of a little bit of a, you know, there's, there's some things that I do want to cover today. And, you know, I think that a lot of people, you know, find, that they feel really stressed and that they feel really disappointed in, in themselves. And, 
you know, stress and disappointment really does come from the, the way that you decide to respond, um, not the way life physically is. And so, you know, that's one thing that I thought about immediately when, when I thought about what was going on for Scarlett and I was like, okay, well, she's stressed about this and she's responded by becoming emotional. Um, but the way that it truly is versus the way she's responded are two different things. And so I said to her, Scarlett, it's okay, honey, you know, it's okay to feel disappointed in yourself. I said, you know, mummy feels disappointed in herself all the time, you know, for little things here and there. Oh, we know when I yell at you, I often feel disappointed and I say, sorry. And I say, I'm sorry for doing that. I feel annoyed at myself or I feel disappointed, but you know, we have to move on. We have to, we have to just accept what is and move on. And I said, you know, one of the, one of the best things is that it doesn't matter what happened today. It's just what happens tomorrow. And so tomorrow you can just wake up and start again. And it was really good. It was, I was, I had a little, you know, I had a moment where I was like, that was good parenting, Jess. You did a good job there. Um, it would have been so easy and kind of satisfying to be like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. You had come so far. But as a coach, number one, I know what I would, how I would coach my clients and I know how I would coach myself. And one of the biggest things that we need to do in this life is, well, there's two things that we need to do. Number one is that it's really important we take responsibility for where we're at. So, you know, if she had gone down the rabbit hole of like making excuses about it, then I would have been like, okay, well, let's not make excuses about why you bit your nails. Let's just be mindful of it and let's move on. So a while ago, for example, she said when she's nervous, she bites her nails. And I said, okay, well, what's making you nervous? And she talked to me about um, like doing tests at school. And I said, why does it matter if you don't do well in the test? And she was like, oh, well, if I don't do well in the test, then you won't be proud of me. And if I don't do well in the test, then, you know, I'll be, I'll be, I'll look like I'm dumb and I won't get a good report card and a few things. And it was interesting at that time because I didn't ever say any of that to her. And I said, Scarlett, I'm super proud of you. She's, she's actually, she does really well. She's in, you know, maths extension and she doesn't seem to struggle a lot with schoolwork. So I found that I found it quite interesting. I was like, Hey, why is she so worried? She seems to do really well. And I, so at that moment, that was my opportunity to reassure her that, you know, I wouldn't, I would be proud of her as long as she tried her best. And if she wasn't necessarily great at a subject or she didn't do great at something, then we could always look at how to learn to do better. But there would definitely be no disappointment from my end. There would, I would always be proud of her. And I talked to her about, you know, when nerves come through, well, what, what, how do we approach that? And so in that moment, I was like, when you're nervous, what's the worst thing that could happen? Think about the worst thing that can happen. And she's like, well, this could happen. And I said, okay, well, is that really bad? Is it really true that that could happen? Are the, th- the feelings that you've got really, you know, really valid? And so she thought the worst thing that would happen was that, we wouldn't be proud of her and she'd get a bad report card. And she had said something about like needing to repeat grade two. And so someone else had had to repeat that we'd spoken to. And so that was something that had gotten into her her head, even though it was not, 
going to be relevant to her at all. So it's always worth really, I suppose, investigating and being curious with your kids when they're having feelings. And this, this comes, this comes across the board. I mean, investigating and being curious with friends as well is something that's really good and family members and partners, but kids, especially it's really, really important. But anyway, so that's my little story for the day, but I got to thinking about all of that and I was like, okay, um, it's very, it's very, it's a very true statement to say that a lot of us live in a constant state of disappointment with ourselves. Am I right? I feel like I am. Um, you know, we wake up and we don't stick to our goals or we, we scapegoat or we reverse out of a commitment that we've made or we talk our way into sleeping in or eating the donut or not saving the money or making the excuse, whatever it may be, right? Um, and I feel like what that does is it causes us to feel as though we're in a constant state of disappointment with ourselves. And I see this so often with people that want to work with me when that's like, I really want to do that with Jess, but this, 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 and this, and excuse, 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 roadblock, roadblock, excuse, roadblock. And I know that there are some people that have limitations, but trust me, I've worked with some people that have moved mountains in order to be able to coach with me or to attend a retreat that have literally like not had, you know, takeaway coffee for a year to be able to make things happen for their own personal growth. So, I mean, on that rant, I think we can all make whatever we want to happen, happen. It's just a question of, are we going to, are the decisions I'm making supporting who I want to be, who I want to become, the things I want to achieve, the experiences I want to have. Um, and this was a huge one for me. You know, I was, I was one of those people that was in the past, like, oh, I'm never going on any holidays. Like we are always not planning ahead. And I, I felt like I felt really shitty about it. And I felt like I was whinging a lot about it. Um, I now have a very strict regime. I follow a, a, um, a set of wealth principles that I got taught by my mentors, MJB. And I now teach a version of that, you know, to the people that surround me so that more people can understand how easy it is to get their finances in order. Now, when I looked at it and I said, oh, well, I'm not, I'm, we're never going on enough holidays every year. Why don't we have enough money in the bank to afford this stuff? What the truth was, was that the decisions I was making were not supporting the experiences I wanted to have. And so, ah, oh, sometimes I'm about to say something and then I think, oh, don't say that. <laughs> okay. So I see a lot of, especially mums in particular, and I see them going, well, we can't have this. And because of my husband, I can't do that. Uh, he's away. He's he's not supportive. He doesn't earn enough money because I had a baby now this, now that. Um, and I get that we do have excuses, but I do feel that all excuses are equal. And so the decisions that you make support who you become that, that notion of that, it's like, well, you're, you're deciding you make the choice. And I'm really, I'm really, really passionate about that because actually my number plate says decide on it. And I'm always like, you're just, 
you're, you're making a choice. How do you see this situation? That's a choice. Um, what action are you taking today to get closer to something? That's a choice. Where are the areas of life that you need to step up in? Those are choices you get to make. Those are decisions you get to make. And so if you have a vision for the future, if you have a a very clear purpose and clarity and and you're like, I know what I'm here to do and I'm running with it, then it's it's easy to create action steps in order to get there. Whereas I think what, what happens with a lot of people is we just get into these states where we just keep going around in circles in constant disappointment with ourselves instead of moving out of our way, answering some simple questions and making progress towards doing things that are in alignment with who you want to become, what you want to achieve, the experiences you want to have, the places you want to go, the parent you want to be, the partner you want to be. You know, I, um, I think it's just all really simple. It's about taking ownership. And this, this is a really interesting topic and it, it spreads over so many different areas of life. But if we're talking about parenting, you know, you need to take ownership for the parent you are. You can't just be like, well, my, my child's just a a crazy shit. Um, you can't always do that. You can't really do that anytime. Maybe when they're two and they're really, you know, uncontrollable, like my little Leo can be at times, but when your children start to develop, um, we need to take ownership for how we show up. We can't control how other people respond. I can't, guarantee you that Scarlett will be a good girl. But what I can guarantee myself of is that I've taken enough action and I've taken enough responsibility around my role as a parent, because I think that a lot of people really do take this parenting gig lightly. And we put more time and energy into decorating their rooms than we do into reading books that serve us, that teach us how to be parents. You know, uh, we watch YouTube we scroll social media, we check our emails, and then we kind of forget the fact that we consciously chose to have children. We're raising them in a big, bad world. And number one, we're not actually owning up to our own shit. And then number two, we're not even taking time and investing in becoming better parents. I know that's a big pill to swallow, but it really, really is true. So you know, one of my favorite quotes is whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. So whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. And this is, this again is the decision as whether you feel disappointed in yourself forever or you change that. So if you are, if you are waking up every morning and every night before you go to bed, you are feeling some form of disappointment in yourself. You're like, Oh, I'm so annoyed. I ate that hot dog for dinner. Or I'm so annoyed. I didn't go to the gym today. Or I'm so annoyed that I haven't got enough money in my savings account to do something I want. The question is, is, well, are you okay with, with, instead of being disappointed, are you okay with saying, well, I'm choosing this. I haven't changed my behavior. So I'm in fact choosing this as my reality because when you choose to up level, when you choose to say, I'm not okay with sitting here disappointed, 
I'm not okay with getting FOMO. I'm not okay with missing out on stuff. Then you make change, right? When you're conscious, you make change. When that change occurs, you choose a different reality. When you choose a different reality, then your disappointment, excuse me, <clears throat> it's like I'd get you get a free cough with every single podcast. When you choose a different reality, you get to free yourself from being disappointed. I've been in this situation so many times. I have gotten so lost in scrolling social media that I have literally gone, oh my gosh, my income is not where I want it to be. Now, I know that there's a lot of, and I'll say it because I think sometimes we do need to be really honest and I don't think anyone will be offended because I'm saying this in a really honest, real, raw and um, and loving way. But, you know, there are a lot of mummy bloggers and beautiful mama influencers out there at the moment. And I know that for a lot of you guys, Instagram has been one of those things that has been able to really change the shape of your reality in terms of um, being able to get a product given to you for free and say, potentially sharing it or getting paid to share that product, which is helping you pay the bills. And I've had tons and tons of beautiful offers sent to me. And there have been times when I've been paid for, you know, promoting things that I really love and align with. There have been times when I've been given things for free. Um, and I'm so grateful for all that, but at the same time, I was like, okay, I don't want to get myself into a position where I'm relying on outside sources for my income as in like, I don't feel like I'm in control. So I I would get in this state where I'd just be disappointed with myself constantly because I had been in the scroll hole all day. I'd been checking on people's social media. I'd been living, you know, vicariously through other people's stuff. I'd been caring too much about what other people think or what's happening in other people's lives. And I was wasting so much time. And then I remember just one day kind of going, Jess, whatever you are not changing, you are choosing. So you've chosen for this to be your reality. And it's, it's kind of suckful when you choose that reality. And the, and the truth is, is that anytime you're disappointed in yourself, you are choosing the reality that you're sitting in. And I've been through those times when I have felt the pinch of my, you know, of my bank account and gone, wow, I don't have enough money for this or that. But then I've still found money to buy a bottle of wine. I've still found money to go and, you know, waste money on Christmas presents that people don't necessarily need or decorating the tree too much or buying a shit ton of knickknacks and then going, hmm, how much did I really spend this year in Kmart or wherever, right? For things we don't need, for things that aren't serving us long-term. And then we get into a state of disappointment and we start going, why? Why are we here? Because we are choosing it. So there are always going to be times when when we get to a certain point in our, in our life where we've had some disappointments or we're in a frustration point, I've been there. People around me have been there. We're, we're, you know, we're feeling annoyed with ourselves. We're feeling disappointed. Now back to the advice I gave Scarlett, look, we can be disappointed and, and yeah, it is annoying that you bit your nails off, 
But what is really important is it is it worth sitting in a space of I have been lazy for the last 10 years of my life. I've gotten myself to this point where I'm overweight. I've gotten myself to this point where I don't have any savings in my account or huge credit card debts, or I'm eating like garbage every day. And I'm just so disappointed in myself. Does it really serve you to do that? Or does it serve you to just number one, kind of get over it? Maybe forgive yourself a little bit and maybe just say, well, what really matters is looking for those glimpses of potential within myself, honoring what I want, acknowledging that what I don't change, I choose. Having a glimpse of your own potential, deep down knowing that you are really capable, that takes some work. It takes some people. You need people around you to help raise you up if you can't see that. But the thing is, is that it really only matters what you end up doing today and tomorrow. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday and the day before. Because we can spend our lifetime being disappointed with things we've done in the past. And mate, we've all fucked up. We've all done something where we've gone, mate, that was bad. That was not a good decision. Um, It's very likely we've treated people the way we wouldn't want to be treated. We've called names to people. We've bitched about people. We've shoplifted. We've, we've all done naughty things, right? (laughs) We've all done things we regret. And then we've all done all these things in private that we get disappointed about. This is life guys. So you either sit in your pity party or you fucking get up, shake it off, do a dance. I don't know. Drink a big cup of water, do whatever you need to shake off the feeling and make the decision today that You're going to consciously cultivate what you want out of your life. And if you're a parent, consciously cultivate what you want to see in your children in yourself, because our children only mirror and model where we're at. Our children only show us what we show them. And so you need to help your children see their potential. And the only way you do that is you look for glimpses of your, your own potential. You find ways to unlock and uncover your capabilities. You deep down need to know that you are worth more than what you currently are worth. You are worthy of achieving more, experiencing more. You deserve to have everything you desire. You deserve to be able to wake up and not feel disappointed, to go to bed feeling proud, to go to bed and wake up feeling motivated and driven. And this is what I learned is that the nail biting situation is just a disempowering thought that Scarlett chose to take on board. I've mucked up. I'm silly, silly me, I'm a Dumbo. I can't do this. That was a disempowering thought process that she went through on that day. And all I did was help her shift that because empowered thoughts create an empowered future, right? So what would you prefer? Would you prefer to have a child that says, mommy, I'm always so silly. I'm not smart. I'm dumb. I can't even grow my nails or 
I know I'm annoyed. I'm a little bit annoyed that I bit my nails, but I know that tomorrow is a new day. I know that I'm capable of more. I know that whatever I stick to long-term, I can achieve. I know what, what my potential is. I know that deep down I can do anything I want. I am a talented person. Of course you would rather your child say these things, but are you saying them? That's a question, right? You know, my, my biggest, my biggest blocks at some points with my kids have been leaving them and going away. And, you know, this in 2020, it'll be my biggest year of travel, independent travel yet. I didn't really, I didn't specifically create it, but I looked at what I wanted to do with my, with my ability to impact you guys, my ability to help more people through retreats. And I realized that spirituality and learning more skills was two things I really needed to do. So next year I become a fully licensed equilibrator. I travel to India for three and a half weeks. And I'm sure you can imagine that there are going to be times when that's going to be difficult for me to be away. I'm away for over five or six weeks away from the kids next year for me. Whew. And some people can't even get to my retreat for two, three days. It's like, you've got a role model. You've got to show your kids and you don't want to live in a state of disappointment with yourself. You want to be proud. You want to, what I want you guys to do is I want you to see those glimpses of potential within yourself. And when you do, whenever you feel proud, write it down, be like, I did something good today and connect with what you do that makes you feel proud. Because the more you reinforce it, the more likely it will be that you will do it again. I'm always proud of myself when I eat salad for lunch. So I do it more often because I don't want to stay in a disappointed state. I don't want to live in a state of disappointment. I want to live in a state of growing and developing potential. And I want to live in a state of empowerment. I want to be evolving all the time. And I want to be consciously cultivating what I want to see out of myself. And that's all down to decision-making. It's all down to empowered thoughts. Um, the biggest way that I do that in case you haven't listened to all of my episodes is I have a five page document. It's called my divine mission statement. Now I help everyone that attends my retreats, um, achieve a divine mission statement by the time they leave. It's one of the most groundbreaking and powerful processes that I take people through and it's life-changing. So I created, I created a document. It started very, well, it was three pages. Now it's five. It's a five page document of empowered thoughts. Now, in, like I said before, empowered thoughts create an empowered future. It's not a question. It's not a made up thing. It's a true statement. Now, the more we feel proud, the more we feel empowered, the more we will continue to repeat those processes. I heard something not that long ago that said, when a woman heals herself, she heals seven generations to follow. And that just blew my mind. I just thought, wow, the potential we have to change our world based on our decision-making processes, based on being aware that the decisions I'm making today are supporting my future or they're tearing it down. The decisions I make today are supporting who I want to become. You know, asking yourself, what actions am I taking? Where are the areas that I need to step up in? Where am I taking ownership and where am I not taking ownership? Because in the end, 
Whatever you are not changing, you choose, right? And so if you change those neurological pathways and if you change your thought process from I'm disappointed with myself to I'm proud, I know my worth, I'm empowered, my empowered thoughts create an empowered future. I know that stress only that stress only exists in my life based on the way I respond. I know that stress only exists in my life based on the way I respond, not the way life is, because we are going to be living a life full of ups and downs. It's inevitable. It's how we look at things. It's how we frame things. And it's how we choose to see this world that will ultimately impact our reality. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I had so much fun recording this one. I tried not to swear. I think I did still swear twice, but I thought, hey, I'm going to do one that's a little bit less cray cray than last week because even Scarlett said to me, mama, you really said a lot of the F words that time. And I was like, I know, but she, she was okay with it because we have a good understanding of it. Um, I talk about passionately swearing versus swearing to insult somebody, (laughs) but um, I really hope you enjoyed this. Please share this screenshot, this, tell me if you write notes for this stuff, write the notes down, create some quotes because the support that you guys give me is the, is pretty much the only thing that keeps me going. This, this podcast is so much fun. And it's because of the emotional revenue I receive from being told this is impacting you guys. I love you guys. Have a beautiful week ahead and I'll be back soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Abundance Hub podcast. Please screenshot and share it with your friends because living abundantly means sharing things you love with the people around you. If you post on social media, make sure you use hashtag the abundance hub. And if you'd like to help us, please rate and review the podcast on Apple podcasts. It really helps me get the message out to more people. Congratulations on taking time to invest in yourself today.